When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Greatest country on earth. I'm so embarrassed. I am just embarrassed. to Today, I'm embarrassed to say I'm an American, according to the Wall Street Journal. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is better than we are in this survey that was done. I... We got we got some work to do, Tom. What what's this thing about us being like 99th in the world or I don't know, we're not the, good. We get a C plus uh when it comes to the world's retirement oh, system. Great. So we're just barely above average. That's it. That's, that's kind of what my grade point average was in high school, you know, me like too, by the way. Plus, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um maybe that's good enough. I don't know. See, anyway, let's talk about this. No, it's not. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, The U.S. in this survey, according to Mercer CFA Institute Global Pension Index, uh, which came out this week, we're 22 of 47, which in soccer, we'd probably be happy with that. But in retirement systems, you're right. It's not too good. But let's talk about. Well, why are we so low? Yeah, let's talk about. (laughs) we're, We're behind. A lot of other Netherlands, Iceland, Denmark, Israel, Australia, Finland. Anyway, you have to rub Kazakhstan right in our face. That's fine. Um, but the bottom line, according to the author, lead author, is in the U.S., this is a direct quote, there's good coverage of white-collar workers through employer systems. But what about gig workers? What about blue-collar workers? Uh, not so much, right? And the index factors in government and private sector sources of retirement income, but it also considers the impact of home ownership and household debt on retirement finances, which there are still a lot of people that are in their 50s and 60s that have considerable debt that can be a problem for their retirement as well. well yeah, those things should apply because, I mean, equity in a home is a, a form of wealth, although, as we've talked about, a form of Highly illiquid wealth. Can't get at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to sneak out of there. But uh, going into retirement in debt is a big problem. I see the big problem, probably the biggest problem, is those employees, those workers who don't work for a company that offers a retirement plan of some sort, 401, 403, 457, whatever it might be, even a pension. Ha, ha, ha which nobody makes anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's it's those who who fall through those cracks and and it's hard because of the amount of money they make. They're 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 low-paid employees. It's hard to save into a 401, I mean into an IRA or a Roth. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people I would guess who fall through the the uh investing cracks. And apparently the old Dutch treat comes through when it's because in the Netherlands, where all workers have a private and public pension account, they were at the top of the list. The system has three components, which includes the public pension that is a flat rate to all retirees, depending on how long they lived and worked in the country. Now, that sounds a little like Social Security, right? It sounds a lot like Social Security because because your payment is based on how long you worked, how much you made when you worked up to a limit. 
And then uh, there's then there's a semi-mandatory requirement for employers to provide all workers with a pension. Semi-mandatory. Now, we don't have anything like that, of course, here at all. But then the third leg is it, individuals can contribute to their eventual retirement income with their own investments. None of that sounds very radical. I, it, really, it, when you think it about actually it. sounds a lot like what we have, except for the and boy, define what semi-mandatory means. Yeah, for I me. mean that's <laughs> which part of the semi are my if, so. if you apply the the modifier semi to mandatory, I think it makes it optional. It pretty doesn't much it? sounds like it. Yeah, so semi-mandatory. So that doesn't sound very crazy. But this is always and I went around the office and asked people. It's fascinating if you ask them. Should should the government provide more for retirement, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. Social Security, whether there's some mandatory, we take part of your paycheck in addition to Social Security, the rest of your, whatever system it is. But should there be uh, someone standing over you saying, now we're going to, you're starting work today, you're age 22, we're going to make sure that at age 60, you have enough money to retire. Should there be more like that or should it be up to the individual? And it's interesting in our office, it's about a 50 50 split. And I'll tell you why, because what you mostly millennials, it is. And the reason it's a split is the reason that you just said, because so many people end up at retirement without the money, frankly, to continue their lifestyle. That's the problem. Well, and maybe, and and this is just conjecture, but it's been discussed and maybe the, the correct response is. I guess a semi-mandatory. <laughs> oh, go with uh, the semi again. Where, yeah, okay. Well, maybe what they mean by that, and I don't know. I I, I just read the article. Um, but what would would be to go with a system whereby you must opt out of a retirement plan at work. That employers are required to provide to their employees a retirement plan at work that takes money out of their paycheck as the default. You have to do that. And by the way, every year in the local Seattle Times, they run a story about the amount of money that Boeing workers leave on the table by not saving up to the company match. It's always in the double-digit millions. It's like $15 million that they missed out on because they didn't save at least up to that match. So, And the other option is to make it not semi-mandatory, but just mandatory that X amount goes into your retirement that you at least you you at least contribute up to the match of your company so that you don't leave free money laying around. And I tell you, if you take it out at the beginning, if you take it out ah. without having it in your paycheck, bingo. Ever, yep. Then it doesn't it's think about this for a minute. If at the end of the year you had to write a check for every dollar of taxes you owed to the government of the U.S. and your state, how would you feel? Unhappy. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay. Actually cutting the check out of your paycheck hurts. Having it taken out before you even see it is painless. It when you go look at your statement, sometimes it's not, wait, I'd started with this much. It ended up that much. I agree. So this is, these are kind of my things you could do. Right. And that is one require savings. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it just comes out it goes into your account. See you in 30 years. That's one. I mean, the other one that you could do some requirement on it, it used to be part of the kind of the educational system. And that is require some sort of education. So people know more about financial matters. Our friend Paul Merriman just gave three and a half million to his alma mater, where they're going to have a required course for every young person that goes there. So you learn something about money. You don't go out into the world like, ah, well, how does this all work? 
um, which I, I think hope is Paul reasonable. Stipulated that that course can never be taught by a commissioned salesperson. <laughs> it's semi-mandatory. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> too easy. All right, so but here's some other ones in the under the current system because yeah. you make a very good point, and that the point is. Often people look at their lives and say, well, there's no way I don't have a hundred dollars a month to throw at this. I don't, mm-hmm. it, I, I need every dime to do that. Okay. I give you that. But let me just make a small suggestion that at the beginning, at the very beginning with your kids and grandkids, if it's not you, you make them take 15% and put it into something. It just, it, it's just, as you said, Don, it's the discipline of it. It is gone and you do it early. We also know that people that save from like 22 to even 35 and just let the money grow, they end up with a lot of money, right? Rather than waking up at 50 and saying they don't do it. Number two, it's this is a mistake. I just talked to a woman this week who got all out of the market five years ago because the market was going to hell in a hand. It was over, right? It was the market. I said, I don't particularly remember that one. But there's always one. I don't either. I, I, <laughs> I was thinking back on what was the crisis. I don't remember the crisis. That's there's the always problem a crisis. with the yeah. little crises. Is Bingo. we don't remember the little crises. Yeah. Whether we remember nine eleven, we talk about you know the auto strike or or the housing rate. No, we housing, won't remember mortgage, that. Right or mortgage rates at seven percent. I mean these things that are actually pretty important. But you gotta always be in the market with the proper asset allocation. Always, always. You can't mess around with it. Because people that bounce in and bounce out end up with a ton less money. And here's the other one that I think is, I don't know how to do this. I'm not in Congress, thankfully. <laughs> but but once that money goes in, you got to find a way. And you we, we've had this discussion about how to keep people from ever putting their fingers on it. And yes, I get it. Sometimes there's a health thing. There's a whatever thing that comes along. Got to have the money, I guess. But if there's a way to just let that sit there and not be touched. The odds are far better that we will move from a C plus in retirement to at least a B minus. Oh, I would feel so much better. The other thing I would stipulate, I want another stipulation. I want the I want the the Labor Department rule where everybody who handles yeah. retirement plan money must be a total one hundred percent absolute fiduciary. No commissions, no conflicts of interest. Well, I can't, you can't say no conflicts, but fully disclosed upfront conflicts of interest, not buried in a form ADV part two, even I absolutely I think a lot of crap gets buried. I really and do. I will say it again under today's retirement system, which is not your grandfather's retirement system, because no, then it really was they were pension. a pension. It really was. The big brother was taking care of you. It doesn't exist. You're going to have to save. You're going to have to invest properly. You're going to have to leave the money alone and let it grow and not pay attention to the market and just keep piling that in there. That's the reality today. Who knows what the reality in the future will be? Who who really does know? The the fact is you don't want to be in a situation where you're at retirement and all you have to look forward to if you must leave the job market is that lousy little check from Social Security. Yeah. Pretty tough to live on. And I think the average check today is like $1,700 a month. So not a lot. Moving on to yes. question time. Yeah, you're going to like these. These are really good. Um, yeah, this one comes from Chuck in beautiful Boise, Idaho. Hey, Don and Tom, how about a primer on CDs? Many of, do you say primer or primer? I think I say primer. Okay. I, I think I would too. Prim- See, yeah. if I'm painting something, it's primer. <laughs> Good point. Do you paint a lot? I didn't know no. you're a painter. Okay. Oh, but no, but if I ever I mean, do, I will remember to get primer. 
between the two of us, they I'm, say I'm you the one who's prime before you paint. I, I smell the fumes more than you do. Uh, Chuck writes, many of Vanguard's CDs are callable. Some of Schwab's CDs are callable. While others are callable, they say no cash call identif- identified. And some say if they're callable or not, but still say no cash call identified. Any idea what amount of increased interest makes it worth to, ex- to the extra risk of a callable CD or best just to stay away from this trick the banks like to pull? Thanks for the show. I personally would rather avoid a callable CD. A callable CD, just for for you listening, the, the, these are in the, the you, you don't get these when you go to your bank, but your bank doesn't offer high interest CDs. One of the things that banks do to protect themselves out at the longer maturities, the three, four, and five particularly year maturities, is they put a call feature on the bond and they say that if the bond, if rates get us, well, they don't even tell you. They just say, in many cases, we can call the bond if we want to, which means they can take it back and pay you your $1,000, I mean, your CD. They can pay you your $1,000 per CD that you paid for it initially and take it away from you because interest rates have spiked up to, or I have, no, I take Whatever. that back. They've fallen. They've gone down. They've right. gone down yep. a lot and they're saying, I don't want to pay you 5% anymore. So I, I, I would avoid callable CDs. There are other options because you're, 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 you're ruining the ladder. That messes up your ladder. Ladders have to be absolute for them to work. And that's the problem with ladders is if you, if you insert any uncertainty into the process and this is uncertainty, your five-year ladder, you could lose the five-year and have to reinvest it at far lower rates. It messes up the ladder. I would avoid callables all the time. It's a gimmick. I mean, if you're buying a CD, you think it's a three-year CD at four and a half percent, you think you're getting the four and a half percent, then it turns out you don't. That and doesn't the difference is between the non-callables and the callables is fractions of a percent. I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with the callables. Don't call. No. Okay. Don't Ryan call. from Monroe, Washington says, Money market or certificates of deposit, which is better right now? I have 10 grand sitting as part of my emergency fund. Where should I park it? Money market or certificate deposit? They're different. You see, we have to understand we there is money, and I, I, I we've talked about this a lot. You have money designated for certain purposes. Each purpose requires a different type of security. If it's money that must be available for an emergency purpose at a moment's notice, money market or high yield savings. Thank you. If it's money that's part of your longer term portfolio, whether that longer term is two, three, four, five, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that money should be in something that has a longer maturity. So, because it means you can wait. If you can wait for it to mature, you don't want to have to sell anything when it's either down in value or you're giving up some of your interest it's a matter of liquidity not a matter of interest because i think what he's saying is which one's the better deal to make the money and what you're saying is well that depends on when you need the money exactly that's the key there is this a message from tom and don to all of you please listen carefully the answer to every question about money is it depends on something. You, your feelings, your risk tolerance, your needs, the purpose of the money, whatever it might be. There is no 
hard, fast, pat answer, and you've been tricked into thinking there is by people in the media, particularly the the television media, stop watching them. Stop. That was an important public message from Yeah, Tom and it and is John. because people will chase the next shiny object. That's what we talked about that. Like that is making more now than this. And instead they should be looking at where what part of their portfolio it makes up, not where you're gonna get the best rate. That's absolutely correctly said, Don. Finally. All right, look at us. We pulled this off in record time. It's only gonna be a 17 minute podcast. How many people are going to be so happy for that? Well, some of them might not be. I, okay. All right. See, we make them as long as they need to be. Thank you so much for being a part of the Talking Real Money podcast and the Talking Real Money family. And if you would, please tell others, we would really appreciate it because, you know, there's nothing here to be selfish about. Just, just you listening doesn't make for a better podcast thousands listening doesn't make for a worse podcast so more the merrier right tom look where did he go what what are you i'm are here you looking yeah, for truffles in the woods what <laughs> wouldn't it be nice <laughs> he's down sniffing around it the, what Thank you. I, all right i'm just gonna leave because i don't know what he's doing i'm don tom's playing with his toys over there and i on the other hand am talking real money the opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?